0: I'm David Rovix, and you are listening to Radio 8-Ball with Andras Jones.
1: Radio 8-Ball, give us a shake. We're in the studio tempting fate. Wherever you are putting questions to the songs which we will randomly select here with the help of our friend synchronicity now it's time for radio eight ball give us a shake radio eight ball give us a shake it's the radio eight ball show
2: Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. I'm your host, Andros Jones, and for seven, count them, seven musical divinations, we have been joined in this fabulous graveyard adjacent basement of Skylar's on December 12th with David Robix. Hello by a- David a- Robix a- with David Robix with with for through by of
0: yeah. We're just
2: we're we're, we we're Yeah, we've been Rovixing for 4 hours. Thanks for 4 hours in the studio. It's not it's not an insignificant bit of time. Plus you drove up all the way from Portland. I'm a professional. Driving back tonight. Yeah. And you did say that you might have to cancel if your your wife had uh, was in labor. For all I know, she might be.
0: It's been—I haven't checked my phone for the past two hours. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) But it's still supposedly
2: three weeks off. Okay. Okay. Cool. So, well, uh, we've gotten down to the point where it's your question. We know uh, we know what the answer is. The the last song on the board is. It's pretty dismal. The answer, but we can. Well, what what is it? What's the name of the song? Today in Yemen. Today in Yemen is the answer. Is going to be the answer. Now we don't know what the question is. David does. I
0: uh, ask different question he else.
2: wrote it down and now we are going to unveil it. Gather round all ye paper fetishists. Oh, you know you love it.
1: You know you love it.
2: Okay, here we go. Today in Yemen Is there hope for humanity? Yeah. That's why I'm here, man. To take a we're gonna find some context. Find some hope from yeah. this
1: There's a heat wave in Portland. The sun shines down. Sprinklers are running. All over town. It's hot too in Yemen, but lucky for us, nobody here was on that bus where forty-four children died. Hear the buses pass by and they pass by again. In inside uh, the bus left came back and then 44 children died today. school trip, a picnic As the bombings go on I guess they should have stayed home Now they're all gone 44 children died Today and fragments of bombs litter the market square. On most of the fragments, if you wash off the blood, you'll see USA written there. Where 44 children die. Today, Today. Today
2: Today in Yemen from David Rovix, the answer to his own question Is there hope for humanity? And a bleak picture if ever there was one uh and even bleaker if you were sitting here if you were able to somehow inhabit my consciousness and read along with the lyrics and you see that when he wrote the lyrics there was 29 and they somehow, updated the number
0: yeah like only hours after i wrote the song they they updated the number yeah i didn't it's this is the old version right old no verse. that's
2: that's it's just Yeah. There, it's even like to be listening to it and then to go look at this and be like, oh, this is. (sighs) It's just the number keeps going up. It makes you think if I listen to it tomorrow, it's going to say 78 and and 112 and 340. And that. Yeah, that was just one bombing. Right, right. For those who are not regular listeners to democracy now or anything that, that covers mm. this can you do oh, yeah. the replay the role of your of your of the troubadour and tell us what this song's about
0: there's this there's a civil war in yemen and uh, and, and which is the poorest country in in the arab world and uh uh, and the one of the richest countries in the Arab world is their neighbor Saudi Arabia, and they are—they've uh, been involved with, for several years in a bombing campaign that's just pretty much, as far as I can tell, indiscriminate. They're bombing constantly, bombing hospitals, schools, sewage refineries, you know. And there's a famine going on basically in Yemen now. They've been talking about and war- warning a famine for years and now. It's actually happening, and. uh And it's, I think, if you're in Yemen, uh, I don't think there's many people in Yemen who have much hope for humanity. And I think uh, if the answer to that question uh, is to be found in Yemen, uh, it's not looking too too good. But, uh, you know, maybe somewhere in Yemen.
2: There has been a shift, or there is a shifting in American policy towards... Yemen right now because of the work that uh, Bernie Sanders and Ro Khanna, that's the name, are are doing? Can is that uh, you... there's been
0: opposition to uh, the you know U.S. Uh, aid to military aid to Saudi Arabia for a long time, and of course, uh, you know in Yemen uh, as well as just uh, going long before Yemen. I mean, it's uh, it was uh, you know the, Saudi Arabia is one of the U.S.'s biggest. Uh, buyers of, of military equipment and uh the u.s, US is one of saudi arabia's biggest uh, supporters politically and right. that's, uh, that's been the case for a long time and uh, in the past four years that has meant uh supporting this this uh, really basically genocidal bombing campaign
2: and i'm just gonna like this gets a little bit off but i do want to ask you a question like what do you think about this like when i like think of it like i think of saudi arabia or i think of the our, our two big clients, the two big client states of the US, US in that region are Saudi Arabia and Israel. Mm. And I've never lived in either place, so I don't really know. But I always feel like I hear people talk about how like Saudi Arabia controls the US government or how Israel controls the US government. And I always feel like when I listen, I always feel like, isn't it kind of the other way around? Like, Aren't we the ones who pour a lot of? Aren't we the ones who are supporting the worst people in those countries to rule in the worst ways? And wouldn't the people of that those countries choose different leadership if they could? Just like we would choose, probably choose different leadership if we weren't gerrymandered and we hadn't have all these things that that kept us from being able to be represented. Like I always feel like that about like I. It's like the dear landlord thing, like. Mm. I'm like Saudi Arabia is terrible, but I always feel weird about like I don't want to like be hateful towards Saudi Saudi Arabians. No, it's right. it's
0: the billionaires there, yeah. and, and the billionaires everywhere that are really the worst. I think largely in control of the U.S. government. I mean, the U.S. Yeah. government is is i would say it, it certainly i mean to the to whatever it, maybe it's been at some point been more democratic i don't know but it, it basically as far as i can tell it's it's it's, it's always been an auction i mean yeah. the fir- our first president was one of the wealthiest people in the country at the time george washington and one of the biggest slave owners and thomas jefferson was also one of the biggest wealthiest uh, slave owners in the country property owners as well this country is a country that with a history of uh, that, i mean for hundreds of years, the economy of this country was based on the twin pillars of slavery and real estate speculation. I mean,
2: these- Real estate, which yeah. is just the- a pretty word for genocide, because you have to take that yeah. land from somebody, right? right? Right. I mean, and I mean, yeah, <laughs> right. exactly, absolutely. I, I'm sorry. Absolutely. I, I just I, I I'm to apologize. Not, I'm not
0: trying to uh, say that <laughs> I'm not trying to dismiss that part of it, but on an economic, yeah. uh, from I mean, and, and of course, you know, money was paid for every scalp uh, at, for a long time yeah. in New England. You know, yeah. it was uh, very much part of the economy as well. in t- uh, killing Indians, yeah. Uh, you know.
2: But the uh, like but enslaving, their like, land, then, like now in uh, like. Putting people like prison—it's basically just the, the prison industry—is yeah. the is the logical extension of that. How do we keep profiting off of the bodies of these people? Black people, in particular, in the post-civil war yeah. era.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You're creating the the whole prison industrial complex and criminalizing most of what people have to do to survive. Yeah, absolutely. That was very
2: systematic. So this almost the you're right. It's bleak. I mean, it's, the, the truth is bleak. Let me repeat this again. The truth is bleak. And so if there is hope for humanity, it is in the ability to look into the abyss of that with clear eyes. To like, to, with, and, yeah. to, and that's what, again, that's what I was saying what I was, was appreciating about your songs when we started this session. And I think that that is... If there is hope for humanity, we're not going to get there by singing happy songs and pretending that this doesn't exist. Yeah. And that, I don't know, I mean... We can sing happy songs and they can be
0: happy things (laughs) that are happy songs. I've written a lot of them. But but I think you're so right. that, I mean, I know you're riffing off of the context being this song, but I think it's so, so right that if we, we need to look into the abyss realistically, we need to understand, like, you know, you could put that in the context of if you put that into climate. the context of electoral yeah. politics yeah. and yeah. climate change, for example, I would say yeah. that you 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 have to look into the abyss and realize we are not going to find the solution from either of these these parties, right. either of these parties, and they are so both so far from going anywhere close to the kind of solution that we need, you know. So that I mean that I think, <laughs> which is not to say there's no hope, but I, I would uh, you know I, I I don't know how many Yemenis would say that there's any hope for humanity, mm-hmm. but I would say. Uh, that there is hope for humanity, there's hope for humanity in in social movements, uh, and history shows that social movements can change everything so uh, fast, and that's the subject of... uh, podcast coming up but this oh is, yeah uh, we should
2: talk about lo let, you, you didn't say this you have your own podcast oh yeah we oh, i am supporting the competition <laughs> yeah he's right, got a podcast exactly. he's got he an app
0: know.
1: yeah oh he's got a new record
2: <laughs> this guy is just getting all Who over my lane he, we all got these <laughs> things nowadays huh yeah. Okay, but uh, yes. What is your podcast? A weekly micro podcast
0: where I talk about an issue that's relevant that week and sing a song or, or play a song if I if it's one I've already written, um, you know, about that. Uh, so has failed state already been one of them? Yes, failed state was uh, one of the one of them. I've only, I'm only up to episode uh, twenty this week, so I haven't. I got lots
2: of ground to cover, but failed state was covered. Yes, you mu You have a f- hundreds of songs. Yeah. Right? So, I'm curious when do you have do you foresee a situation where, oh, I'm gonna have to write a new song for for this? Mm
0: no because i have too many uh, i have too many um, what do you call them in the radio business you call them something it's uh evergreens oh yeah you know i have a lot of evergreens because i do a lot of songs about historical events that are basically always relevant to one degree or another so oh i thought
2: just... you were all songs about the evergreen state college and the controversies oh, there oh no 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 i mean you know I'm you know that, what that is right i don't know how many of your yes. listeners know but an yes. evergreen
0: is is a is a piece for a radio show that's always relevant that you know that that so if you can't make it to your
2: show you can tell the the engineer just play that one you know yeah like radio eight ball episodes <laughs> so it's called wait again it's called this week with this week, david week Rovix. with david rovick
0: search for that and you can find it on any of those platforms
2: and do the podcasts appear on your app as well
0: i didn't get yep. it. first thing if you get get the david rovick's app uh, the podcast is
2: front and center and you have a bunch of songs in there as well yeah. Oh yeah, in the app there's songs,
0: including a whole section of songs to entertain your children.
2: I assume totally different songs than the ones... Yes, yeah. totally This is different. what happens when songwriters have kids. Every songwriter I know yeah. who has kids ends up with a kid's record.
0: Yeah, I ended up with two. And uh, I, for two years after my daughter was born, I wrote nothing but children's songs. And I was wondering, like, well, what's going to happen? Because I don't have an audience in that scene at all. But I just was writing nothing but children's songs. Was your life years. happier? It, uh, It was a really... Actually, I mean, honestly, it was a really hard time. I was breaking up with her mom, and there was a lot of, it was not a, it it was a difficult time. I was trying not to tour, but I needed to make a living. I wanted to be with this baby, but I needed to pay the rent, and and that was really hard for me. I don't know, uh, you know, to try to figure out what to do uh, about that, (laughs) especially if you're, you know, you can't really take, a dad, it's hard to take a little baby on tour, like, you know okay your mom will see her in a few weeks you know when they're nursing and stuff you know so yeah but that's but i was uh, really in the children's music world for in my head for two years and wrote two i think pretty good albums and then i stopped i haven't written one since
2: were are there any children's albums that were a big inspiration uh, like from your contemporaries or maybe from when you were growing up Actually, I was—I uh, mean, there's a lot of children's music that that
0: I like, but um, I was more inspired by all uh, by not liking most of the stuff that was around. Just like, I mean, there, and I have since discovered all kinds of great children's uh, music that's out there, but. Uh, there's so much stuff that it seems like they're really pandering to the to the uh, parents and and they're not really writing stuff that's really going to ha- be helpful for the kids like this would not be music that would be part of like the children's power mu- movement you know it's right. it's really move it's really music that's a- aimed at teaching with a capital T in, in in the in a I'd say fairly condescending way right and i don't think that's a good way i don't think anybody learns that way i don't think children actually function that way and I, I, and I So I just felt like, you know, there should be
2: other stuff. You know? Yeah, what, kids need to be mad at John McCain, too. Well, I, no. I
0: kind of, I, I do have a lot, uh, there's a lot of political messages in a much more veiled, five-year-old friendly kind of way, like right. songs about bullying, songs about how great pirates
2: are. Yeah, Nice, <laughs> nice. Songs <laughs> about <laughs> like how great pirates are. Yay, pirates! So, uh, well... <laughs> I guess we're, we're coming to the end here, David. It's been, a personally, for me, having as you we've talked about, it's been this has been a really there's been a lot of intense synchronicities around this show. But I have to say, you delivered everything that I, I wanted when I invited you. This is our first, my first time doing a show in Olympia for a while. I've, for the reasons that some of the reasons we've discussed, I've plied my trade elsewhere, mm-hmm. Los Angeles or Boston or. Vancouver or you know, any base lots of lots of other wonderful studios but I'm working on trying to find a way to do some more shows here and I love that the first Olympia show was so goddamn Olympia <laughs> it just it's and in the in in a lot of the best ways in ways that I that I've missed and I, I like that you have pointed out that something that's not obvious it's not it's obvious to everyone but yeah that Facebook and social media and the way we relate and that has really messed things up, but would we would the conversations that we have we 've had here today yeah. if it had just the same participants
0: the medium is the message yeah, yeah. in this case I think absolutely, and it, it, it absolutely and I think that the, the insidious thing is how much people have no idea how much they 're being influenced and what posts they 're seeing and why they 're seeing them it, it really is just everything is so uh, just built to be inflammatory. And all this uh, fake news, uh, you know, it's it's a re- very real thing, and we can joke about it. But it's like, uh, you know, it, it, that that's real. I mean, there, people are being bombarded with these stories that that o- that only is it's not only obvious that it's uh, BS if you are somewhat political sav- politically savvy. And I can see how a lot of people would fall for this stuff, and that's yeah. going to be increasingly more and more. The situation with or without Facebook, and I, it's, I think the future is very bleak in terms of the internet and f- at finding, having any kind of rational conversations on the internet, or learning anything from the internet, or the internet just being useful. I mean, it'll be useful in the sense that we all need it, it, it the way that we need money. Yeah, you know, but uh, it, it's going to be increasingly just a bad influence all the way around, with with Facebook at the helm. At the helm.
2: Yeah. Well um there you have it this week with david (laughs) robert the bleak view i wrote a song about that too and you know and again it's like if you if this bums you out then it's probably because you aren't thinking this stuff all the time and and so this is like new information like why are they talking about this sad stuff it's like, I would say, why aren't you thinking about all this sad stuff? Yeah, that's These a very are... really
0: interesting one because I, r- I run yeah. into
2: that all the time.
0: It's like whether people are depressed or exhilarated, whether they find this stuff just overwhelming or totally cathartic, uh, it totally depends on whether they're already obsessively thinking about this stuff all the time anyway. If they are, then then even hearing a depressing song
2: is actually uh, uplifting. Anyway. It is. It's because you're like, you're not alone. There's yeah. a, like some sense yeah. of like, oh, yeah. Thank God this. someone else gives a shit. Yeah. Think someone someone else is worried about this. Okay, well maybe there's maybe there is hope for humanity, yeah. right? And so I guess it's and and I guess to to put the final bow on that, hope is not like hope doesn't mean that we're going to make it there. Hope just means that we could get to the point where we actually yeah are trying. Yeah, and
0: there's actually no point in not having hope. That's the thing too. A, so there <coughs> has to be hope for humanity. There has to be, yeah. right? Because there's actually no hope if there isn't any hope. You know, right. you have to think there's hope. <laughs> Not have hope in false prophets like the Democratic Party, but right. hope. Yeah, generally.
2: Yeah. yeah. So this is going to be coming out in february you have a new record that is will be out, out by then
0: any, yeah it'll be out by then what's yep. it called? called historic times my first vinyl album and it is available actually for in for free in digital form to anybody who signs my email list at davidrovics.com
2: cool that's great we will inclo- include that link you got any tours in the works Well, you're having a you have a kid coming got so you
0: got a baby coming up but yeah. uh me and the look whole for family. some more kids
2: records oh, yeah maybe
0: me and the whole family will be in Denmark for the summer, uh, running a cafe on the Baltic Sea, and um, so I'm I'm going there in April to set up the cafe for a couple of weeks, and then so I have that one trip. But otherwise, I'm on paternity leave.
2: That's a pretty pretty glamorous little gig, right? Is it, that nice? It's a
0: very glamorous gig. It's a it's a, well, it's a cafe that I can't actually stand up in without hitting my head. I'm not that tall, but uh, it's very low ceilings. But the rest of my family will be fine, and uh, it's just uh, yeah, I love them. right on the sound that separates denmark from sweden so sweden is like a two kilometers across the water and and it's a beautiful place
2: excellent well maybe if you're listening and you hear this that's going to be in the summer in you yeah say, and july free camping on the
0: land and everybody's welcome uh we'll have a song swap every week yep cafe hellebec it's on my website too i want to come oh please do <laughs> please do <laughs> all of july and august we'll be there
2: well, uh, well, thank you, and let's. I want to thank uh, thank the folks at Starburns Industries who put this podcast out and do all the work to make sure that you can find it. I want to thank our engineer Skylar Blake for holding down the board and asking a great question, having a great vibe. I want to thank all of our guests who came in and asked their questions, and. Also, send out an apology to Brett Club for not being able to let you in. We love you and uh, we'll have you back at some point in the future. I want to thank all of you who are listening because, crazy as it seems, I believe that the fact that you are listening whenever you are listening is actually the reason that created this happening. Like, I know that I put in a lot of work to make it happen, but. I have this weird belief that I'm working for you. And if you didn't exist and you weren't listening in the future, I don't know if I would be doing this. So uh, it's it's a crazy idea, but thank you. Really, thank you for having an attention and intention for this. And now the big, big thank you to David Rovix.
0: My pleasure. I already
2: really, really liked you and had a lot of respect, but I am full on... Like, my heart is full. There's a lot of love here for you and your music and what you do. And I hope you can feel that. Oh, I'm feeling it. Thank you, Andras. Good. Good. So, that's it. And until next time, I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle.